This is Central Coast Public Radio, KUSP Santa Cruz, streaming and podcasting at KUSP.org. Hello, and it's time for the 7th Avenue Project. I'm Robert Polly, and today on the show... The soulful, swoon-inducing Portuguese song form known as Fado, or Fado if you really want to be correct about it. Fado has long been the national music of Portugal, and in recent years it's been going global, popularized by a new generation of Fado singers like the one we're listening to, Marisa. Marisa will be performing in Santa Cruz this coming Tuesday at the Rio Theater, and in honor of her visit on today's 7th Avenue Project, we're going to be listening to and discussing the art of Fado. And don't worry, we'll hear more Marisa later in the show without me talking over her. Our guide to Fado this hour will be the writer and musicologist Donald Cohen. He's author of Fado Português, Songs from the Soul of Portugal. The book includes a CD of old and new fados handpicked by Don, and we'll be playing a sampling of them. Don Cohen is a great lover of Fado, and he well remembers the first time he heard it almost 50 years ago. It was 1961, he was driving around L.A., and his car radio was tuned to station KTYM. And I turned it on, and I didn't even know it was Portuguese, and there was this incredible music coming out, and it was over, and I heard the word Portuguese, and I, that much I knew. And I didn't even know it was Amaya Rodriguez. I didn't, I didn't even know who she was. But I was absolutely enthralled by what I heard, and I ran to a music store, and I said, I'd like to have a Portuguese record. So the very first fado that you remember hearing was... By Amalia Rodriguez? Yes. Probably the greatest fadista, fado singer of the 20th century. In the 20th century. Yeah, not probably the greatest. Definitely. There's no question about One it. One of the great yeah, demons in the history of the world, right. actually. Right. And I think she's changed culture more than, than more than many others. At least for Portugal, she's made a huge change. Yeah. She was a, a heroine, really. Yes, uh, she was a heroine. And yeah. um, the CD that comes with your book has three selections by Amalia Rodriguez. Uh, I'd like to hear one right now. Why don't you introduce this one for us just briefly, and we'll we'll play it. Okay, this one is called "I Moraria." It was it was her first classic that she recorded, and when she was living in Brazil, she wasn't she hadn't even recorded in Portugal yet. She had a, 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 a manager who felt that if you recorded, people wouldn't come to see you and wouldn't let her record. And finally, in Brazil, she recorded this, and it was 1945. Ai moraria da velha rua da palma onde um dia deixei presa a minha alma por ter passado mesmo ao meu lado certo fadista. De cor morena, boca pequena, olhar trocista.
dos roxinóis nos beirais, dos vestidos cor-de-rosa, dos pregões tradicionais. Ai, morarei das procissões a passar, da severa e mais saudosa, na guitarra So, uh, Don, tell us about this song, I Moraria. First of all, the title, what's it referring to? Uh, Moraria is a district of Lisbon. It's probably the, one of the oldest districts. It means the Moorish district, a Moraria. And, uh, and uh, it was one of the most colorful districts. Very sadly, before Portugal thought about uh, keeping their historical buildings, everything, they decided to redevelop it and destroyed the entire character. In fact, there's a photo that's called They're Murdering the Moraria, which they did. And this district is famous for producing some of the greatest Fado singers, not just Amalia Rodriguez, but right through to Marisa today. Marisa and, and the earliest in Moraria, the greatest Fado singer of all before Amalia, Asevera, the one they wear a shawl to commemorate, was a gypsy from Moraria. Female right. Fadistas, female Fado singers, wear this black shawl. It's sort of a shawl of mourning. It sort of adds to that kind of melancholic feel yeah. of the music. In the old days, when I went to Lisbon, I even saw occasionally... A male singer would wear a shawl. Oh, really? Yeah. They were usually from Coimbra, which is a university town, and there the, the, the singers and men, when they sing their special photo from that area, wear the university gown. So in commemoration, they'd wear sometimes a shawl to kind of reproduce that feeling. Well, we might want to talk about the various um, categories of photo, including photo Coimbra, um, as we go along. But um, let's talk just a little bit more about uh, Amalia Rodriguez. Um, she lived from when to when? Well, she died, I think, in 99. Uh, I don't remember exactly her birth date. But her but, career uh, spanned most of the 20th century. Most of the 20th century. And, and, uh, and uh, she became popular in the 30s. Now, if we listen to the younger generation of female Fado singers now, Marisa and many others like her, we can hear those echoes of Amalia Rodriguez, I would say. Everybody listened to her and, and you know, adored her, and uh, consciously or subconsciously, it was not possible not to be influenced what, by her. What did she do to the form? What was Fado before Amalia, and what did it become after Amalia? The earliest Fados uh, tended to be what they call castizo. Fado castizo means true, true Fado, pure Fado, is about um, the kings and about bullfighting and about... Uh, noble arts, uh, rather restricted to what life was in the early days. She started singing and things that were involved with the rest of life, um, other situations, uh, uh, more creative love poems on loss. So what she did is broaden the subject matter and styles. So as we listen to Amalia, you can hear this amazing intensity. I want to call it almost like a sobbing style. That was something that she brought in. It was very similar in ways to what was being sung in Spain in flamenco or among the the Jewish and Moorish um, chanters in, in Portugal and Spain. Remember, Portugal was occupied by the Moors for several hundred years, just like mm -hmm. in southern Spain. So, I mean, she borrowed their singing style whether it was used before by others, I can't say, but I can say that uh, she popularized it. What is the origin of Fado? When did it begin? 
Well, Faro, as we know it now, is no more than a couple of hundred years old. However, I always say that music doesn't evolve in a vacuum. Uh, the background goes back to several influences. Number one, when it was first formed, several hundred Provençal knights and troubadours were brought to Portugal by the uh, Henry of Burgundy, whose son became the first king of Portugal. And uh, that means they brought Provençal influence. You had an institute of Provençal poetry in Portugal. So that's where some of the ballads came. You have the Provençal influence coming yeah. from, from France. You have the Moorish influence coming from North Africa. Yeah. And then the Jews uh, who are singing very heavy chants and, uh, and ballads of, of, them, of their own in Portugal. And then you have the next influence, that is the Portuguese sailors going to various places, uh, Africa, Brazil, and uh, the sailors brought back their own influence. Mm -hmm. So you've got the old Portuguese empire, which included Brazil, Mozambique, Angola, uh, right. you know, Capo Verde, uh, so many different places, well, there, all there, pulling there are, in musical influence. There is a group of people, of historians, some historians who believe that Fado came from Brazil, and some people dispute that because... If it came from Brazil, it would have syncopation, and the fado has absolutely none. It's very straight, unsyncopated music. Uh -huh. um, well, let's move to another track from your CD compilation that, that comes with your book. And this is the earliest recording on the CD. This is uh, from Felipe Pinto. Um, tell us when this was recorded, what kind of fado it is. Well, this is a fado menor, which the Portuguese say is the oldest form of fado. It is just basically a, a, a structure of, of chords uh, for which you can perform any melody you want as long as it fits into the into the format. And people would extemporize, and sometimes they had their own words, sometimes they'd have somebody write for them. Uh, Felipe Pinto was a singer uh and later a manager of, of clubs. And uh, he was born in 1905. He started singing in the 30s, late 20s, early 30s. This was recorded in 1930 in Madrid. And uh, it is called Minha Mai Foi Cigarreira. It means my mother was a cigarette maker. And and this is Faro Menor, a very old style. Very of old style. Minha Mai Foi Cigarreira. Uh, my mother was a cigarette, was a worker, cigarette worker. And she had... A striking face in the forma de bizarro. And now I can imagine her face in the, in the fumes of my cigarette. Ah. I can see her face in the smoke from my cigarette. Ah. It's a great song. Minha mãe foi cigarreira. E tinha um porte bizarro Minha mãe foi cigarreira E tinha um porte bizarro Ainda vejo a sua imagem No fumo do meu cigarro Ainda vejo a sua imagem no fumo do meu cigarro, a sua alma branquinha, honesta, modesta e franca, envolvia a minha alma como a mortalha mais branca, envolvia a minha alma 
como a mortalha mais branca Coitadinha já morreu Que o amor de Deus lhe falha Coitadinha já morreu And we can hear in that old recording um, the classic Fado Ensemble. We can hear the guitar and that very special instrument, the Portuguese guitar. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing in Portugal, the Spanish guitar is called the Portuguese viola, and, which and is very confusing. Exactly, and the Portuguese guitar, a very special instrument, is called the guitarra. The guitarra. It confuses a lot of Americans, but tell us about the Portuguese guitar. It's that high, plangent sort of... Yes, uh, it has that tremendous, beautiful vibrato. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a smaller instrument, Long with a standard neck, has a very big fantail uh, head. Head, yeah. Uh, usually uh, with with screws on it, uh, wire screws. It's it's almost like a mandolin where vibrato has gone crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to tell us. To describe it's it. got six pairs of strings, right? Yeah, and um, it has a sound all its own, and it really adds to that. I want to say plaintive, mournful quality absolutely, of fado. Absolutely. I, it's hard to imagine doing a fado without, although I've heard some wonderful fado played on piano and accordion, and accordion saxophones, yeah. an album of, I mean, sax, which is incredibly good. And even with an orchestra, Marisa has an orchestra and they did a great job. But once you hear that fado guitar, that guitarra, that's the end of the ball game, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I have to agree. And uh, especially if you've heard some of the great virtuosos that tradition has produced. Yes, yes Carlos yes. Paredes, uh, wonderful, but wonderful. Is, uh, in the, the old one, Carvalinho, and, uh, and uh, the newer ones are young guys. I heard a 16-year-old play in Lisbon. I was there recently. Unbelievably good. Unbelievably good, technically. So they're getting younger and younger. I don't know. I'm going to wait for a five-year-old any day. <laughs> And this is the 7th Avenue Project on KUSP. I'm Robert Polly, and today we're exploring the traditional Portuguese music known as Fadu. My guest is Don Cohen, author of Fadu Portuguese, Songs from the Soul of Portugal. And let's listen to one of the great Portuguese guitar masters that we just mentioned, Carlos Paredes. This is Cansao Verdes Anos, Song of the Green Years. It was composed by Paredes for the 1963 film Os Verdes Anos, and while not technically a fado, the tone has plenty of fado feeling and shows out the beauty of the Portuguese guitar.
And now back to today's interview with Donald Cohen talking about fado music from Portugal. It's a tradition that's alive and well, even though um, it was out of fashion for a while, as I understand, after the fall of the dictator Salazar. Well, fado was out of yeah, fado, yeah. fado was totally out of fashion because it was of, identified with the old dictatorship. Right. It was quite amazing difference. The first time I went, when everybody was singing, the kids would come. They have a form of fado called fado fadio which means vagabond's fado, vagrant's fado. It means that anybody can get up and perform, right? And they sometimes do it at the end of a, a professional performance. Sometimes that's all the club has is people come and sing. It was loaded with great stuff. And then the next time I went after the fall, it was nobody was there. I mean, it was just gone. Everyone went to hear rock and roll or something. The same thing was happening in Argentina with tango at the same time, exactly the same thing. And then suddenly they realized that they got something special and it's a just suddenly, the last 10, 15 years has been a tremendous yeah. upsurge of a, interest. A huge crop of young Fado singers, and we'll hear at least one example later in, in this interview, yes. but uh, there are people like, the most famous among them now is Marisa, but there's also Misia, and there's Dulce Ponch, and there's Katia Guerrero. There's Teresa Salguero. Uh, there's Ana Mora. Ana Mora. Um, uh, and then, of course, wonderful male singers, Kamene, Pedro Moutinho. You read my mind. In America, for some reason, we have seen nothing but female fadistas. Yeah. But there are many male fadistas, and the word is fadista, not fadisto for those right, people who want right. to make it masculine. Even, <laughs> even males are fadista. <laughs> and it's very sad that, you know, we don't get the males because. The male Fado singers are uh, amazingly good. Let's, I, let's I, play I, one right now. Uh, and why don't you pick one for us from your selection? Um, okay, well, I'm going to to start with uh, uh, an old friend of mine who I've known for decades, who is considered probably the best singer, Fado singer, or at least male Fado singer in the last uh, half a century, Carlos Tucarmo. And uh, uh, he's very interested in expanding Fado. He'll do more stuff that is very popular, uh, new artists, new poets, new songs, new arrangements. And this is done, for instance, with an orchestra, but I wanted to hear it. It's a great old Fado. When I say old, it isn't that old. It's the uh, first recorded thing in the early 80s. It's called the Pormoreruma Andarina, for the, for the death of a swallow. And what it says is death of a swallow doesn't mean the end of spring. The, the fact that you've left me, life will still go on. Summer will still come. The, the world will not come to an end. I'll, I'll recover from this. I'll go on. And it's done very, very um, beautiful lyrics. One swallow doesn't make a summer either, as I understand it. Right? One swallow doesn't make a summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Carlos de Carmo with, uh, why don't you say it for us again? For the death of a swallow, um, por morer uma andarinha. Deixaste de ser minha Não deixei de ser quem era Por morrer uma andorinha Não acaba a primavera Por morrer uma andorinha Não acaba a primavera Como vês Não estou mudado E nem sequer descontente Conservo o mesmo presente E guardo o mesmo passado Conservo o mesmo presente E guardo o mesmo passado 
eu já estava habituado a que não fosse sincero por isso eu não fico à espera de uma ilusão que eu não tinha se deixaste de ser não deixei de ser quem era So this song uh, by Carlos de Carmo is, is a, a fado that is accompanied by harp. Harp and orchestra, and he, was ve- he is very innovative about using that. And now, of course, a lot of other people are doing what he did. I mean, it's an album. Marisa does it, and all the other, many singers. Playing with instrumentation. Instrumentation, and very effectively. Yeah. Um, you say you're a friend of Carlos de Carmo. Yes, an old friend. And he's been singing since... He started singing in the, as an amateur, probably in the, in the 50s. He was managing his mother's club. She was a famous fado singer, Lucille de Carmo, and was convinced by his friends to become a professional singer. So some of them start early, but exactly when they started is hard to say. Now, now fado, as you say, the word in Portuguese means fate. Right. And, and certainly one of the... Um, the obvious uh, observations one can make about Fado is it sounds awful sad most of the time. Well, it is awful sad most of the time. <laughs> is it fatalistic? Well, it means fate, and by <laughs> the definition, it's fatalistic, right? Is the gold coin gold? Okay, right. <laughs> uh, but but uh, there are um, there are exceptions. There are whimsical songs, uh, and there are some that are uh, complaints about topical things like the price of food. Uh, there's a, like I have one, one photo about the price of uh, codfish, which is a staple in Portugal. Dried it, cod. Yeah, Bacala. dried cod. It went up yeah. too high and it used to be reasonable. Uh, what happened to the price? I can't get this and I can't well, get well, this. Well, that's a lament also, isn't it? It's a lament. <laughs> Different kind of lament, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then there was, in the early days, there were photos that were sung, uh, political photos about your opponent. Uh-huh. Uh, in the early period before photo, there were laments from the Provençal school I mentioned of, of poetry, of songs of love from a man to a woman, of songs de amigo from a woman to a man, and, and cantos de maldezer. Maldezer means uh, bad-mouthing somebody. Mm-hmm. Malediction. Somebody, malediction you don't yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, so there's, aside from our normal romantic stuff, it was used in a lot of ways. Right, right. Uh, and uh, a word that always comes up when you talk fado with people who know it, uh, to describe that emotional quality, is sodad. Yes, and of course you can't des- describe... Everyone says you can't translate You it. can't discuss Fado without mentioning Sadat, and you can't translate Sadat, <laughs> which makes it extremely difficult. And everybody tries to translate it differently, and uh, one definition I've heard is a kind of a sad, nostalgic yearning for what may or may not have been. But uh, what it is is more than loneliness. It's a word of art, and uh, it started out meaning lonely, just like in Spanish, soledad. But it started to broaden to the point that there's a different word in Portuguese for loneliness, and saudade has a different meaning. It's more than that. It's uh-huh. um, But it does share roots with soledad, which means solitude. Solitude, yeah. loneliness, yeah. nostalgia, uh, uh, sadness. Huh. Uh, and 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 um, I've heard a whole bunch of definitions. Some are great. I never remember them, and some are not as great. Uh, now you've got as much as I can do. Do you have a selection here uh, from your song list uh, that that really has a generous helping of Sodan in it? Fado da defesa. 
I think, personally, has a hauntingly beautiful melody. It's a very unusual fado, not just for the melody, but after the first melody, in between, instead of uh, having any kind of chorus or anything like that, it just has this beautiful guitar interlude between the two verses. Uh, the word defesa was kind of very elusive because it means uh, something like defense or barrier. And it didn't mean anything until I found an old copy of the song. I mean old, really old. Mentions Fado da Rua de Feza. Fado of de Feza Street. Uh-huh. And it probably was a street probably in the battlements of the castle or some fortification wall. And there was a street on it. So the song is about a street. So, so let's hear that tune right now. Fado da de Feza. This is uh, sung by Margarita Bessa. Margarita Bessa is a contemporary singer, and I liked her interpretation of this song. This song was written for a wonderful singer, Maria Teresa de Neronia, one of the great singers of the last century, who was a countess. Her husband was a guitarist and a writer, and he was uh, uh, José Antonio Sabrosa. He literally was the Count of Sabrosa. Many of the nobility got involved with Fado and either singers or played music or or wrote Mas um dia tu partiste e o vento frio e triste varreu toda a primavera Don, um, now that one, as you said, has uh, a lot of that special uh, mournful quality known as Sodad in it. And I've heard um, some people explain that uh, particular emotional coloration in Portuguese music is, is having something to do with sort of the fall of the Portuguese empire. They were this world-class power historically, and then it all fell apart and they became kind of a small and not terribly influential nation. Do you think there's anything to that or... Is there something deeper? Well, I'm, I'm sure that part of this Portuguese psyche has an effect from the days of past glory. Yeah. Um, but to what extent it affects the music, one would have to be a psychologist, a psychiatrist. <laughs> and I think it's a bit of a reach. Sure. I'm sure that somebody could write a treatise or a study about uh, what effect does the, the, the fall of the empire have upon Fado. And I'm sure there's 
really good discussion about well, one it. One can but. imagine that being a wealthy world power and then becoming a poorer country and being a country that's um, sometimes looked down upon has been by the, the neighboring Spaniards, for instance. Well, they always, they always had a problem. But, and, of course, they had, some, had a reason for a real fear because during that early time, Spain was very much more powerful. Spain did inv- invade Portugal and it had a, a hard time throwing off the Spanish yoke and putting back their own kingdom. So there was there's a lot of validity to having that problem. The Portuguese, and do they do have an interesting, very romantic psyche. Remember there was King Sebastian, an early king of Portugal, who long after the Crusades were over, decided he was going to initiate his own crusade and took large masses of his people to Morocco, and they were conquered, and he was never heard from again. And there is actually... There was a, a whole cult about him that someday Sebastian will return and save Portugal and from any problems it had. I mean, that, it was a very esoteric, romantic, um, emotional kind of, of, of feeling. And Portugal, I think nobody but Portugal could produce this kind of music mm-hmm. unless you had that kind of background. There was a, a kind of... Um well, I want to say a satirical movie made a few years back called The Saddest Music in the World about a contest <laughs> to sing the saddest music in the world. Musicians from all over the world competed. And uh, it was pretty jokey and, and not very accurate, actually. Um, and I don't think they even included Fado. But if I were going to stage such a contest, I would certainly nominate Fado as I, some of the saddest. I, I, I the agree. World. I think you're right. What's it do to you when you listen to it? It has always had a profound effect on me. I mean... Um, I've gotten older, so I don't emotionalize quite as much as I did when I was younger. But I used to cry all the time, all the time. Listening to some of the great old singers just knocked me out, and uh, and some of the earliest music, and it just uh, and I still get that if I get the right singer, the right time, the right moment. Uh, I, I just heard a young singer, American born, who was really very, very good, and I was. I was emotionally moved by her. Uh, her what's her name? Her name was Natalie Pires. Pires. P-I-R-E-S. Uh-huh. From East Coast. And uh, I've heard some other wonderful young singers here. They're good. But I just happened to hear her recently, and she was very, very good. So, And you'll hear from her, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we'll be hearing from her, huh? Yeah. In fact, we'll hear from her right about now. This is the 7th Avenue Project on KUSP. Today's program is all about the music of Portugal, known as Fado. And I'll be back with music writer and Fadu fanatic Don Cohen in moments. Meanwhile, here's the young Portuguese-American fadista he just talked about, Natalie Pires. Yes, 
And you're listening to the 7th Avenue Project. I'm Robert Polly, and we're focusing today on Fado, the national music of Portugal. The inspiration for this show, by the way, is the imminent visit to our area by one of the reigning queens of Fado, Marisa. She'll be performing at the Rio Theater in Santa Cruz this coming Tuesday, November 17th. And for more information, you can go to riotheater.com. Theater is spelled with an R-E at the end, not E-R. And uh, let's return now to my conversation with music writer Don Cohen. We're talking about Fado and listening to selections from the CD that accompanies his book, Fado Português, Songs from the Soul of Portugal. You've spent a lot of time in the Fado houses in, in Lisbon and yeah. elsewhere in Portugal, where right. Fado is performed. Yeah, there is. It's elsewhere in Portugal as well, but, but uh, mainly mostly Lisbon. mainly in Lisbon, because that's where most of the great Fado is. And, and speaking of the, uh, the deep and dark emotions that the music um, evokes, do people cry in Fado houses? I don't know about other people. <laughs> Does know about me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would imagine they do. I, I don't know. I honestly can't answer it. I've never checked. <laughs> I do think so. I yeah. think I've once or twice seen a companion if something is great. Getting well, what emotional. is the atmosphere in these? In these, I guess taverns might be a right good word. Well, the, the Adegas de Fado is the word they use. Adegas uh-huh. de Fado, tavernas, club de Fado, whatever. Yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is, you know, that um, the Portuguese take their Fado seriously, and uh, people don't don't talk through Fado. I mean, when a tourist comes in and sitting there. They know that it isn't done. I mean, you, everybody keeps quiet and listens. I mean, it's not, it is not background music in a club. It isn't that ever. So they take it seriously. And of course, the aficionados, it's like going to church. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I totally believe you. In fact, full disclosure, I have produced a few concerts here with some well-known Portuguese fadistas. And, um, a large segment of our local Portuguese population, or at least Fado fans, show yes. up. And yes, they are very serious, very critical, uh, very discerning. Um, I think if I can please them, or if the singer can please them, uh, that she has That's succeeded. True. That's true. <laughs> and 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 uh, I would say this: that the, that the American Portuguese are actually less tough. Oh, less they're tough. More, they're more accepting because they it's they're so appreciative to have it come. Right. It doesn't come often right. in Portugal. I think that they are. I think more critical. Now, now you have mentioned to me that you uh, have been known to break into uh, Fado oh, no, yourself. No, you don't really want me to. Really? <laughs> you couldn't sing just a couple of licks from Valu Apena, uh, a, a great Valu Fado Apena, song? it means uh, it was worth it. And what the words say is that uh, uh, people ask me, was it worth being born to come into this world? And uh, I want to answer them honestly, but first I have to consult my pillow for the truth. I love that line. And, uh, and he says, you know, I thought about the good times I've had with Fado and the bad times. And then he says, it was worth it. How's it go? Com serena, perguntar-me ao ouvido, vale a pena vir ao mundo ter nascido, com lealdade vou responde, mas primeiro consultei meu travesseiro. Sobre a verdade, tive, porém, de lembrar tudo o passado, horas boas, do meu fado, e demais também. Valeu a pena ter vivido o que vivi, valeu a pena ter sofrido o que sofri, valeu a pena ter amado o que amei, ter beijado o que beijei, valeu a pena. Goes on and on and on and on. That was lovely. 
It really was. <laughs> and you, I mean, I've heard that one perform, so I know that you got the melody. You really did. Thank you. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's that, great that expression, shower. vale la pena in, in Spanish, uh, savo la pen in yeah. French. It's a very common same, one. Very worth the pain. Thing. It was yeah. worth it. Yeah, as I would say of this interview, Don. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> That's nice of you. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> um, let's hear... Um, Let's hear another singer, see if they can hold a candle to you. Um, oh, sure. Want to select a tune from the CD? Well, I mentioned the traditional fado fado manure. Maybe you'd like to hear a fado corrido, which is one of the other traditional forms. Much lighter, much uh-huh. lighter. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, uh, and it, it's, it's, uh, what, this one is called Amuntu Kenkantu Fado. Everybody can sing fado, but not everybody sings it well. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, sung by a wonderful old singer who I knew. I met him several times, a charming man, couldn't speak a word of English. My Portuguese was still terrible, it still is. But he would always try to speak slowly with me so we could have a conversation. He passed away a few years ago. His name is Manuel Dalmeida. He was a great singer, considered one of the greatest interpreters of this kind of song, Fado Querido. O ser fadista é trazer a alma presa à garganta. Ninguém duvide, ninguém é do povo excitado. Há muito quem cante fado, mas pouco quem cante bem. E sou filho, podem crer neste meu ponto de vista. Fadista nasce fadista, não é fadista quem quer ser fadista, é ter expressão, é sentir tudo o que canta, é trazer o coração e a alma presa à garganta, é trazer o coração e a alma presa à garganta. Don, the name of that one again was? Amunto Quincanto Fado. Another uh, track from the CD, Fado Português, from the book Fado Português, Songs from the Soul of Portugal, by Don Cohen, who I'm speaking to today about Fado music from Portugal. And this, this CD that you pulled the selections together for uh, from, from all your experience of listening to Fado really has so many gems. We're uh, at pains to even begin to give a, a taste of it to our listeners. But I do want to squeeze a couple more in here. And um, one of them, and uh, please correct my pronunciation, Rosa Engetada. Rosa Engetada is, um, uh, it means abandoned rose. What it's saying is about a poor woman who's been abandoned by her mother, her father, her life. She has no one in her life and she once met a man but he rejected her uh, the singer is Maria Teresa de Neronha I mentioned her earlier who was a, came from upper class family married a nobleman but was considered one of the great Fado singers of the last century uh, she had a radio program when she was very young and had it for like 30 years till she retired and every single week and she was a national treasure okay well uh, without further ado Rosa Engetada Que vi um dia que sentia um 
We mentioned that there are several categories of fado. Now, you've talked about one way of classifying them, fado menor, fado corrido. Corrido. And what was the third one? Moriria. Moriria. But there's also these other categories. I'm not sure how they overlap, but there's fado Lisboa from Lisbon. There's fado Coimbra from the university town, ancient university town of Coimbra. And the third is fado Porto from the town of Porto. From the town of Porto. Uh, Fado Lisboa and Porto are relatively similar, and unless you were Portuguese and aficionado, you wouldn't know the difference. Okay. Fado Coimbra is very different. It comes from a university town. It came from a different tradition. I think more involved with the uh, with the bardic tradition from the Provencal poets. In any event, it is a a very slow lyrical uh, song form performed by the students of the university. They even have competitions and groups of students who play the Portuguese guitar and sing these long, romantic. Sad songs. Uh-huh. So it's a whole different genre. And uh, most of what we've been hearing today, or maybe all, is Fado Lisboa. Yeah, all all Lisbon Fado yeah. of different kinds. But but this is a whole different thing. I do have one in the book, but it's something well, we, different. We might be able to play a little excerpt of that, just to give people a, okay. a, a tiny sense of what uh, Fado Coimbra sounds like. So well, it's the song is called Fado Hilario. It's named after the greatest exponent, the first great exponent of this kind of music. Who was named Hilario? That was his uh, his uh, his nom de the art. It was also his real one of his real Does names. That one mean? of his several real Does names. Does that mean hilarity or hilarious? No, no, it's just no. a name. Fado <laughs> okay. I don't know what it means, but I don't think so. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was in the early, very early twentieth century. Early twentieth century when this was recorded. So this is Fado Hilario. It's sung by uh, Luis Goes, who was a graduate of the university. I believe he was a dentist. Men, most of these sing, people who sing Fado Coimbra are doctors graduated or lawyers. Uh, one of them now, Fernando Machado Suarez, is a judge. And uh, I believe Goish was a, uh, a dentist and p- recorded a lot of this Fado. And it's, uh, you can see it's a wholly different kind of animal. <laughs> Linha é 
You know, listening to that, it does sound a little stiffer, more classical than the the, the super soulful, expressive fados we we'd heard up until that point. Yeah, it's not it's not the music of the of the street of the boudoir. Uh, it's it's the music of uh, of the student, uh, <laughs> of the sophisticated, the scholar, of the scholar uh-huh. or would be scholar. And they sing it in their university robes. You say they sing it in their university robes. By the way, that's how the students of Coimbra walk around in their robes, and every time there's a, a romantic conquest, they tear a rip in their robe. To this day? To this day, so of course you get some awfully ripped you robes. You get some very shredded uh, <laughs> robes for yeah. those people who are successful, I guess. Yeah. Lends new meaning to the term shred. Right. Um, well, well, Don, um, as, we, as we bring the interview to a close, I wanted to feature a couple of the real top stars of the younger... Right generation of Fadishtas. Okay. One is Marisa, who I think our listeners will have heard of. She's performed in Santa Cruz a number of times and, and is planning to again. And um, another, I don't think people will know because we haven't had much exposure to the male Fadishtas, but he is Kamane. Kamane, who, who uh, I know, uh, again, I know personally what, several times. He's a very nice guy. Uh, male singers, I, I'm sad that we don't have them here because male singers bring a special quality. I'm very, very fond of the male singers singing Fado. Well, we may be able to correct that in the future. I hope. Uh, I on hope. the Central Coast. But for now, we'll have to satisfy ourselves with recording of Kamene. Uh This is called Ah Quanta Melancholia. Oh, so much melancholy. So much melancholy, <laughs> yeah. How sad, how much sadness. And he's, uh, this is a, what's called a Fadu Baladu. Uh, baladu means, uh, that's the form. Other forms evolved from the three basic ones and uh, from various reasons. This one, balado, means almost like dancing because it's uh, a little too, more 2-4 too and it's more lilting so that the tendency to dance to it or the singer to roll to it gave it the name, Fado Balado. And uh, uh, Kamene, this great young singer who was very popular, he just won a prize, a gold prize for one of his uh, performances uh, in Europe. He's a really fine singer, and I, I think this is a very good example of a, of a modern singer taking doing a traditional approach. Sabe a fim 
se a nave foi abandonada e o cego caiu na estrada, deixas que tudo é assim. Se a nave foi abandonada e o cego caiu na estrada, deixai-os que tudo é assim. Sem sossego. That was uh, Kamene, a contemporary fado singer from Portugal, singing a quanta melancolia. And by the way, anybody who gets the chance or who has had the chance to see Carlos Sora's new movie, Fadush, uh, will get a chance to see Kamene, along with the next singer and final singer that we're going to be featuring on this show, Marisa, who, um, Don, um, just how big is Marisa right now? It's very interesting. Marisa, one of, the, of course, in Portugal, she's an icon. Strangely enough, as usual, she became an icon more in Portugal after the, her world success. It happens like it's that a lot. Away in the world, away in the world, they come back and they say, "Wow, you didn't realize how good you really were." Something like that. But of course, she is a, a, a an icon now. She fills. Every auditorium, whenever she comes, and uh, when it comes to being a showman and a representative for Portuguese fado, nobody can dispute that she is the most um, spectacular, spectacular success image for Portugal and for fado that we've seen for a long time. And, and the song we're going to hear is it's called Jamais de Chou, which means uh, he has already left me. He it's has a, already left. He's me. already left me. Okay, is, Marisa with Jamais de Chou. Através do som da minha voz No seu fado mais antigo Fez mil versos a falar de nós Trouxe de minha vontade Sem ouvir sequer os meus lamentos E por capricho a maldade Morreu comigo a cidade até há poucos momentos Já me deixou Foi-se logo embora A saudade a quem chamei maldita Já nos meus olhos não chora Já nos meus sonhos não grita Já me deixou Foi-se logo embora That was Marisa, unmistakably. Um, Marisa, um, you know, people in our area may know this, uh, appeared when she was pretty young uh, to a relatively small audience here and blew the roof off the place. A lot of us who saw her, who, who were fortunate enough to see her, knew that she would be a superstar before long, and it has happened. Uh, in fact, celebrities around the world are lining up to sing with her. Uh, she performs in front of great orchestras and in huge concert halls and so on. Uh, so we're lucky to have had her here in Santa Cruz a number of times. And 
uh, let me just say as a partisan that I do think she's a truly great singer. And part of it is the amazing subtleties that she has in her voice that are special qualities. There's a, there's a kind of husky, smoky quality that, that she can bring out in the quiet passages. And then when she wants to belt, she can belt, you know, to fill the house. And and the other thing is she does have excellent taste in repertoire. You know, she does. it's part of yeah. being a real diva is knowing what to sing. That's all. Because <laughs> sometimes what they do, if you don't pick the right stuff and do a whole set, you can really True. destroy it. True. And and then they, I want to call it almost the ritual aspect of Fado, which is a singer taking on what would seem the sorrows of the world uh, and, 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 and dramatizing them for the audience and connecting with the audience. I've never seen a singer do it better than Marisa. And, uh, you know, she last th- thing she sang, um, Cry Me a River at really? the end. Yeah, <laughs> in English. And I have never heard that song sung better. Absolutely never. Then at the end of the set, she and a couple of the guitarists came up and sang without uh, amplification one of the old Father of Murarias, uh, the three together. And you do it, you know, it's done um, against each other. One Call and response? Call and response. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. It was like the old days and the early days in a club in Lisbon, and it was it killed the audience. Uh, unbelievable. Wow. Well, Don, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Thanks. It's been great to be here with you. It always is. Great pleasure. Don Cohen is author of Fado Portugues, Songs from the Soul of Portugal. And by the way, most of the music we heard today, with the exception of the pieces by Marisa, Natalie Pires, and Carlos Paredes, was from the CD that accompanies Don Cohen's book, you can learn more about Don and his writing at tangovoices.com or fado.org. And a final reminder that if you like Fado and want to see one of the very best practitioners of it working today, Marisa is going to be in Santa Cruz this coming Tuesday at the Rio Theater. Check it out at riotheater.com. Theater is spelled the British slash French way with an R-E at the end. This has been the 7th Avenue Project. I'm Robert Polly. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, stay tuned to KUSP because coming up in mere moments is the Latin Quarter with Brett Taylor. Já me deixou, foi-se logo embora Minha tristeza chegou ao fim Já me deixou mesmo agora Saiu pela porta fora O verde voltar Para mim